Welcome to Mental Millennials with your host, Shelby Friesen. Okay, we're moving. Super Zwift. All right. This is going to be the hard part. I got to hold myself forward, bro, <laughs> while I try and read this. Every single time we do this, it gets a little bit more challenging. Yeah, fuck. Um, Next, we're going to be doing some... Uh, what is that? Juggling? Oh, juggling I can juggle, but too. not very good. One hand. Um, today, Last night, I was reading this book called The Time Warrior. And it's got... I've read The Wealth Warrior. It's by Steve Chandler. He's got these two... But they're sweet because they're just like little, each page is a chapter pretty much. So it's nice because you just, it's a nice like fulfilling read. <laughs> you feel like you're just blown through it. But there's a couple chapters last night and they've got a quote for each chapter too. So I picked a couple that we are going to talk about. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think? Should we start with the wrong question one? Sure. Yeah, Shelby read these to me briefly, like three minutes ago. I gave, and, uh, I gave him a quick briefing. So the first one, these just, I don't know, for some reason there was like three or four that just really stuck out to me that were in a row. So the first one, is, it's called asking the wrong question. And the quote is, the question isn't who is going to let me, it's who is going to stop me. And... In the chapter, it talks about how it's a habit that most people acquire in childhood, and you kind of it's a quest for permission and approval. Um, but it's a habit that doesn't serve the grown-up, mature adult at all. And for me, I think it just resonated a lot because in my childhood, I would always be asking. Well, I started out by asking for permission all the time from, and it was with my dad. So anytime we wanted to do something, we would think, okay, do you think dad will let us do that? <laughs> and then as our ideas got crazier and weirder and we knew he wouldn't let us, it just automatically shifted to, okay, well, do you think he'll like essentially shifted to, do you think he'll stop us? Because it went from like, he probably won't let us, but do you think he would fully like shut down what we're doing if right. we already did it? And that was a shift that we made pretty early on. And I don't know how or why I think about it sometimes, but that's definitely made a big difference in my life now. And even Jamie and I were talking about it last night, how we're always kind of riding the boundaries with things. Right. Um, not... Like anything we're doing, we don't really think, okay, are like, are all the things going to let us do this? Or do you think if we just do it, that there would really like force us to shut down what we're doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that one's like the really, one of the major like stoppers to, I'd say like a lot of, it stops a lot of entrepreneurs from like moving forward, I would say. And like, I don't know, my mind goes to entrepreneurs because a lot of people don't just take the, the steps or the actions because mm -hmm. they ask for approval from people around them. Yeah. But it's not really just entrepreneurs. It's like everything. Like a lot of people won't buy something or, you know, like the classic thing that comes to my mind is like someone will be at a store and they'll like snap a picture of it to like 10 different people and they'll be like, hey, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? 
before they buy it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of just like buying the thing because they <laughs> like it and it's like but for me like i think it's important especially if you're trying to like actually do something in the world or change your life like you really really shouldn't be asking anybody for approval at all mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah i never thought problem. about it in the sense of buying stuff too which is funny because i had the same thing too i always have to ask my dad or someone or friends or whatever like like what you said the snapping thing yeah man it's crazy how many people do that it's like you gotta ask 40 people if they like this fucking photo (laughs) or whatever it is you want to buy and then you might get it and that was i guess my dad just used to hate the shit i would want to buy though because i want to buy xboxes and shit and he's (laughs) like man those are fucking stupid you're gonna waste your whole life so at first I would try and ask and then I would just give up. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy this thing. And if it's like that big of a deal and he hucks it out the window, well, yeah, exactly. I guess, I guess that doesn't work. Yeah. I know. Like my dad used to hate me buying Nerf guns cause he's like super anti-gun. So he'd like, he'd just be like, Oh, like Nerf guns. Like you're going to become a terrible person. You're first is Nerf guns. Then it's airsoft guns. Then it's real guns. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's not really doesn't make any sense that you know it's just foam but yeah and like i think also it seems like that is the problem with social media in a way because that's really what all the likes are is validation from other people right and you're kind of like posting it out and i don't know like when i like when you hear really big influential people talk about social media, they're having people run their page and they post something out and it just gets posted and they don't interact with any of the people mm-hmm. and they just post it out and they're kind of just sharing with the world where I think most normal people post something out and then they're sitting there looking at who liked it, who commented who shared it, all that shit. Cause they actually care about that little approval network. That's mm-hmm. actually liking and approving it. And it's just like the two different uses of like the people who are actually out there doing stuff and making influential things happen. They're not really caring about what people think or waiting for someone's approval or opinion. They're mm-hmm. just doing it and letting people have opinions because people have opinions all the time. That's what they do, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I know a lot of people like that. I sometimes fall into that category. With the Instagram stuff or social? No, more so just like the general approval. Like, looking for people's approval. Like, especially in business, it's hard. Like, if you have a like a business partner, you're going to want them to approve. And you're going to want them to think that your idea makes sense and shit. But a lot of the times it just makes sense to do something, show them, and if it works, then it works, right? Yeah, so. it's, it's funny kind of trying to find that fine line of... Because I'm finding the same thing right now as Jamie and I are working together because we haven't in a long time. And I've had other partners and stuff. And I feel like it starts out where you like pretty much convey everything you're doing to each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where you're like, oh, well... We, yeah, I just did this and that. And what do you think about this? But as it evolves, you start to realize like what each other cares about or doesn't care about. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't need to fucking tell them. I just like changed the two by four length from 10 feet to 11 feet. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. 
but then there's obviously decision things that matter. And I think it's finding that in every relationship, you know, even with a significant other or friends or whatever, like you don't need to tell them every single thing or like ask uh, for their approval on everything. And especially, you know, some people will want to know certain things and some people uh, won't. So you don't have to waste your time just telling people everything. Well, I think that's the big difference between like, it's literally just people who make shit happen and people who don't like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people look at you guys and they're like, what the fuck? You guys do crazy shit. Like, (laughs) wait, you're starting a resort. You mean like you're making your own Disneyland? (laughs) Like, what are you guys doing? That's quite ambitious. Mm -hmm. But you guys don't think about that. You're just like, this is what I want to do. So let's do it. And it's just like, that's the key difference between people who actually do shit and don't is they they don't wait around for people's opinion and approval. They just kind of go and do it. So, yeah, you, uh, I don't know. It's hard. (laughs) Like I've had people ask me, like, I was talking to this one, it's like a counselor lady. And she's like, so wait, you started doing that at 14. You just started like going in and talking to people about their business at like 14, 15. And it's like, she's like, how, why'd you do that? Like, how'd you do that? Like, doesn't that seem weird to you? And it never flashed my mind. I didn't like think that that's weird, (laughs) but I guess when you think about it, it is kind of weird or cool. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I just, if you look back at that, I wasn't looking for anyone's approval or opinion. I was just doing what was interesting. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. yeah, you just found something that you wanted to try. And I think a lot of times, too, I guess this goes to a different point a little bit, but people are generally looking for approval from someone who doesn't actually know anything about what they're looking for approval for yes so if you're like and it's uh, that's a big thing out of the principles book from ray dalio right Uh, i forget what principle it is but it's 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 basically to never take advice from someone oh yeah i think it's like isn't it just like the version i have in my head is don't follow don't take directions from someone who's never been down your journey yeah, like Same yeah, bas- yeah, exactly. So you're not taking advice from someone who doesn't have experience in that uh, field. So it was kind of you know that's like asking what what did you just say? Something about don't take directions from someone who hasn't been down your journey. Yeah, I mean, so I guess it'd just be like asking for someone's approval on. Like business or, oh, oh yeah, because you did the website shit at 14. So that's like, okay, I'm going to go ask my parents if I should do this or, or ask for their approval on it, but they don't even know. Yeah. I remember my mom being pissed. She's like, why the hell are you spending all this time on the computer? Go outside. <laughs> well, first I didn't really want her approval. I don't care what she <laughs> thought. And then two, like she didn't really know what it was. So it's like, why? Like, why would you ask someone about computer stuff who doesn't know how to use a computer? I don't know. It's like, 
It's like asking for cooking instructions from someone who's really not good at cooking. It's like, <laughs> why would you do that? You know? So, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it's funny how I feel like when you're younger, you just assume older people know all this shit. And then now, I guess I just used to think, in a business sense, because my family's always had businesses. Right. I'm like, man, okay, like, they can answer all my business questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it's not that they don't have businesses. It's just, like, old school business now. Like, people don't really, you know, people operate a lot more online, and my family just can't help me with the online business-based things, so... <clears throat> it's uh obviously now doing the, the resort and stuff they have a lot of skills based around building <clears throat> so i can ask a lot of questions there and and that's where i do ask it's like i'm not going to go to my family and say hey what do you think i should do for a social strategy or setting up a website or you know marketing this thing and for ad creative or copy or whatever it is but they have zero experience but when we go to building a building it's like okay we want to put up community building on the property. What do you think we should do? Well, they have 40 years experience doing that. So that just makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's just a kind of, and that's something I just started doing probably the past few years is really only, and learning not only from people who have experience, but trying to find the best people you can learn from like, I don't just like learning from if I'm going to go like learn cooking. I don't just want to fucking Craigslist some random person. Yeah. I like to learn from the best people I can find, which isn't always cheap, but I feel like it's just worth it. Yeah. I feel like you did that with the, like your, your health based stuff you've been doing. Like there's a ton of books about health and food. Yeah. Like you can get, you can go down any rabbit hole with health and food. Like, you can find books about people being like, you only need to eat meat. You could only, you could find books about people. You only need to eat vegetables. Then there's yeah. people who are just like carbs are the shit. And there's <laughs> other people that are like, don't eat no carbs, do keto only. So it's like, you can go to any rabbit hole with that, mm -hmm. but you got to like really source out who to take advice from on that. You got to like actually, I don't know, find kind of who, who, who you're going to respect in that field and follow their knowledge instead of just there's so much knowledge out there like realistically you can google anything and get an answer <laughs> it might not be correct though so yeah i think when you say that stuff i think what matters first is you got to find your own truth about it because there's definitely so-called experts in every one of those yeah types of nutrition like they'll be a really good guy for keto or paleo whatever this shit is you want to learn but it doesn't mean it's right. Um, and it doesn't even mean that what I believe about food is right. It's just what makes the most sense to me. So I think what I generally do is like a lot of research on my own enough to go, okay, you know, I believe that like a whole food plant-based diet makes the most sense in today's society with the way meat's raised and you know, even veggies, everything's fucking shit, honestly. But like, <laughs> don't eat. I, you know, like I'm not fully against meat. It's just the way that it's raised. It's just fucking yeah, gross. Absolutely. And even veggies, though, too. Like, 
they're growing like shit too with shit sprayed all over them. So like, okay, sweet. But either way, you just got to do enough research to build your own truth around the avenue you want to take and then find the expert or the best person uh, that follows your same truth and learn from them. Kind of like you want to learn from the person who's living the way you think you want to live. Right. Because that's the fastest way to know, uh, you know, if that's what you want or if that's working or if it's still going to be your truth. Huh. So what was the original thing that we just started talking about? Like, <laughs> let's read it again and see if we just got on a, a random tangent or if we stuck true to it. The question is, who's going to let me... Oh, the question isn't who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. Okay. So, I mean, pretty good. Tangent, but that's okay. Yeah. I like that. The only person who's going to stop you is you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't, well, that don't let anybody should be do how it. it is. Yeah. So, um, so don't just go do it. What do you think we do next? The other one at the end was really spicy. The hope one? There was a couple you read, and they were just like, whoa. That's heavy for 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this one because, I mean, I don't care if we run a bit late today. Okay. Try risking your identity. So the quote, the first quote is, you have to be able to risk your identity for a bigger future than the present you are living. Um, I struggle with that one. Yeah, so it's actually the lower quote in this chapter that I like. So I'm just trying to figure out what do I want to share here. Um, so it says, yeah, I like this line too. So be who you need to be in the moment and then be willing to change that in a heartbeat. Damn. So it says that's so right in the quote by Fernando Flores, that's what has to happen for an individual to go from pretty okay to absolutely great at whatever endeavor a person must lose that freaking identity because it's his worst enemy. Um, so it says, just as a samurai would die before going into battle, you will want to do the same. Die to who you are. Let your cherished, built-up personality pass away. This ego, this personality, this identity was finished being made up for most people in junior high school. Therefore, it's just full of adolescent fear, worry, and anxious hope. Let's start with hope. Here's the problem with hope. Hope is always producing a longing. A longing for external circumstances to change while ignoring the beautiful internal resources already there. Another quote from Flores that might apply now is, hope is the raw material of losers. <laughs> I like that last line. <laughs> Damn. Um, and the thing that comes to my mind right away, just from recent things in my life with other people that I've been chatting with and stuff is it always comes back to jobs right um and the hope thing where you know people will sit around at a job for 20 years hoping something better will happen right like oh well, i hope one day i get a better job or hope one day you know this crazy new job just slaps me in the face and i can leave the one i'm at yeah but you're always just hoping for something in the future uh, instead of just taking action right now to create whatever that is. So yeah. I don't know what, what if that sparked anything for you. Well, it sparked the conversation we're having the other day about what if you're... The question I asked our 
our business coach, Ed. Right. We have the same coach. Mm -hmm. uh, Shelby hooked me up on that one. Um, <laughs> the question I asked with, with Ed was, you know, what am I if I am not chasing the ideal version of myself? And that's like, it, it's really like what, what the quote is getting at as well is like, really, you have to be chasing the ideal version of yourself, but you also have to just be okay to change whatever that is at any moment. Like, yeah. Yeah. That part was really good. I like that. In, yeah. In here where it's saying you, you have to be able to change whatever that is in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like you, it's cause there's one, there's one thing of being stuck in the past, just mm -hmm. totally like in your own ego of what once was. Yeah. And that's a really, it's kind of fear-based because you don't want to move forward and you're just stuck in the past mm -hmm. and you're just reminiscing and that's really not going to get you anywhere. You're just going to plateau. <laughs> so you don't want to stay too stuck in the past and you don't want to be like super monk, like, like I don't want anything in my life. I'm okay with everything. It's not very, you know, that in itself is an ideal version. You're, mm -hmm. you're trying to stay the same, mm -hmm. which isn't the greatest thing ever. But then also, you don't want to be super fixated on what you're trying to be exactly like. You want you don't want to have to fix on like one specific version of yourself because that might you know that might change. Yeah, on it's a day just going to basis, right? It's just going to hold you. Just kind of like holding yourself back to something. Yeah, exactly. Like what came up for me again was the the resort thing with you guys like like things change a little bit there's some there's some heat that's applied to you guys <laughs> via ctv yeah so if you guys were just stuck in a fixed mindset chasing what you wanted the campaign to be you would just be stuck and you'd be like frozen in this spot of like what are we going to do? How are we going to work this out? What our whole shit is changed based on some dude's opinion of us. You know, it's like, yeah. And man, it, it changes every day. And it's something, I don't know, we haven't been sharing a ton on yeah. it lately. And one of the things, you know, we've talked about is, oh, well, we don't like, I don't, I don't want to say we don't have a plan. Like we have, many plans but the plans change every day the plans change every time i make a phone call yeah you know I'm, we were designing buildings and all these structures we're doing in a modular way and i started designing the panels and um they're 10 feet wide by 16 feet long like yeah we'll just trailer it all up there well i forgot that that's over with on a truck right so i hear i've designed all these things then i've got to call my transport guy I go okay well it's 10 feet wide and yeah you need a permit I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm on the phone for another two hours trying to figure out permits and then realize that it's only going to cost me 30 bucks for an entire month for a permit. But it's like, you know, that's just, it's all friction points for people to quit or right. to stop and go, oh, well, I don't want to have to deal with that shit. I'll just like, whatever. And like, I could have, you know, as soon as my buddy said, hey, man, like over eight and a half feet, if you need a permit for wide load shit. I could have just gone, oh, fuck it. That's too much work. It's going to cost too much money. I could have just not even looked into it. Yeah. When like, it's only 30 bucks and we can take up to 11 feet 
no questions asked, like that's actually awesome because it makes our building way easier. But a lot of people would have never even made the call and they would have gone and changed all their drawings and done way more work than they needed to do. So well, you know what that goes back on? What's the first point? What? Well, you call up your transfer dude and he says, no, it's too big. You, you can't fit that on the truck without a permit. Mm -hmm. And you, not looking for anybody's approval, <laughs> say, well, fuck, fuck that. I'll go get a permit. I'll look at the permits. Like most people would just be like, oh, okay, well, based on your opinion of what I just told you and your opinion of it being too big and me needing a permit, well, I'll just change my plans based on what you said, mm -hmm. based on your opinion. And yes, he is like a professional in transport industry, but you not looking for anyone's opinion or looking for their approval, you're just going to say, okay, well, what's the next barrier that I need to knock down? Okay, well, let's look into this whole permit ordeal and, yeah, and uh, it's figure out a permit. And there you go. It's you, you hop over that little roadblock and fuck, it's, it's actually easy. It's only $30. <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, it's better. Yeah. So... <sighs> That those two kind of points melt together there, like they work hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like really being able to, because every time too that something changes the way you think it's gonna work, most people react to that and go, "Oh, well, fucking man," they get all down about it. Yeah, and you can't do that um, because if I did that, I'd probably be crying all day. <laughs> Because every time I have an idea, there's no, it never is the same. And, and that's the thing though, too, like with calling the guy goes back to finding your truth too. Like I'm just finding the truth in it. Like, okay, what do I actually need? And what's the reality of this situation? Right. Um, and as you continue to do that, then you will know. So, you know, in a year from now, I'll know exactly how to build everything modularly, what you can transport and the whole processes of all of it right now that's just new stuff to me um so you have to be willing to just learn and find the truth in things so that one day you will uh, have a lot of knowledge and truth and like you have knocked down all those barriers to find the best routes and the next time it'll be a hell of a lot easier or else you're just kind of like giving up and turning around that wall well you're falling into time. hope is yeah because like right now you're moving forward objectively you're like mm -hmm. all right i've made i've designed all this shit it's gonna be 10 foot wide my objective is to figure out how to move that shit mm -hmm. and then he calls you call him he's like well yeah you're gonna need a permit and then you're like okay new objective acquire a permit yeah instead of the other way you could do it which the way i guess we're talking against is all right i've designed this thing I hope it's going to work. Call up the dude. Yeah, no, it's not going to work. It's too big. And then yeah. you're like, okay, well, I'll go back. I'll edit my designs and I'll hope that will work. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you're just stuck in this hope-based thing of like waiting on someone's approval of like just changing your whole shit based on their plans. Mm -hmm. When if you just follow it objectively, there you go, get a permit. Now you can move the thing. Now your build is easier. You get what you want. You're just actually getting it done. Yeah. So no, hundred percent. And I wonder with your business being more, it doesn't even have to be business, but any sort of, I'm thinking about meetings because 
you likely have more of those than I do with random, not random, but with like clients. Right. I think a lot of, I wonder, do you go, like you must see it all the time where you, you're hoping or not even hoping, but you're just, when you're going into a meeting or whatever it is, you, you have a way in your head that you think it might go. Right. And often it likely never goes that way. No. <laughs> um, and how, because yeah, like I'm like, I'm just thinking about myself. I've gone into meetings where like, man, this is going to be so awesome. I can't wait to like see how sick this is going to be. And then you leave and you're like, wow, totally that different. fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like that was not what I thought they wanted. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's just an easy way to get down instead of going, okay, like maybe how can I take what they want, but morph kind of what we think is best into that and like build something cool out instead of going, oh, fuck it, that's going to be super shitty. Or I don't know how you really approach those yeah. situations or if that ha even happens. Well, it's always a really fine balance, right? Because when you go to a meeting, the, the one thing that helps a lot is you've got to consider yourself the professional in the situation, right? Mm -hmm. So you're walking in there and you do have some rough plan of, you know, this is what they need or what they're looking for. This is what I heard about them. I think I have some solutions in our business that might help them. But if you get fixated on that, it's going to be a really friction based conversation, right? It's going to be like, like what comes to mind is like, you're not going to be using lube. Like, like <laughs> it's just going to be really, really rough. Right. Like you honestly, like you need to have some idea of, you know, this is how my business can support them, but not be fixated on this is exactly what I want to do with them. This is the perfect plan for my business system. How I'm going to make them and me the most money. You have to be open and listening to their opinion in that regard. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you're searching for approval, but it's more like you're open to changing where you are at based on this new knowledge you're getting from them. And it's like, I've gone in a lot of meetings and it's just like where things don't work exactly as I planned and I'll get out of the meeting and I'll be like, what the fuck just happened? That was a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. But then things go... You know, a couple months, you do one thing for them, you do another thing for them, things change, you get more understanding of each other. And then honestly, those meetings where it's been a hot mess, those have turned out to be the best clients sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, I remember this one meeting I went to with this client. We show up, the dude is eating scrambled eggs in a yogurt cup. What the like, hell? Like, dude, one of those big Greek yogurt cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just eating. He he had just cracked eggs into it, microwaved it. And that is fucked. It's really fucked. Like, and he's eating them out of it. And we leave this meeting, and our objective was this one thing: just get in there, get out, get this one thing done for him. Well, we never ended up doing that one thing for him. Maybe until about eight months later. <laughs> but he's been what, uh, like revenue-based. He's generated some of the most revenue for us. Mm -hmm. Just because all these things we learned about him and all of the like, we were just a bit able to change our mind based on what he actually needed instead of what we wanted to present to him. So Yeah, so that thing you wanted to present didn't happen for eight months, but 
you let go the, of that and just you did other shit right away that yeah worked. exactly and listen to exactly what he needed and just being objective instead of like instead of being like oh i hope we can just get this done mm-hmm. that was actually how we entered the meeting but w- once we're in there and be able to just flip it objectively and be like oh, okay well this one thing we wanted to do for him he actually doesn't see it as a big priority but listening he he has all these eight eight nine ten different objectives that he wants help with mm-hmm. and it's like if you just go in there and you're like fuck we didn't get the thing we wanted you're gonna skip over those eight nine opportunities that he just offered you into yeah and then you know that one thing you wanted to get done with him boom that that comes later but yeah yeah just like being objective really and mm-hmm. not what, what was the last line it was just like about hope like hope is <laughs> i think i'm gonna put this in my instagram bio <laughs> not that anybody really looks at it <laughs> um, how the fuck is it <clears throat> the last line is hope is the raw material of losers there you go fuck the hope <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh, man. fuck the news, fuck a job, fuck hope. That's your new bio. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be it. I used to put fuck a job on everything. People used to get mad about it. Well, that's really the most common thing, like you said, is people just fixated on a job. Like, hey, I'm gonna get a bonus in eight months, and they just kind of put the carrot in front of you, and, like you're just running towards this carrot that's affixed to your head re- in reality on a stick. And it's like, you're just kind of running towards like, oh, I'm going to get a better position or better pay, or I'm going to use this job to rank up to another job. And yeah, a like, lot of it seems about pay. Yeah, and it's a, but it's very hope-based. You're just like, some dude told me, in his opinion, that he thinks I could get a bonus if I work harder. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that dude's your boss, but I don't know, it's... Yeah, or they hope, like, I hope I make can make more money one day. I hope I can find a job that makes more money. But the reality is you have to put that time in. And like you're saying, just, you know, be objective and take action right away. People are just hoping they'll make more money or whatever, but they're not spending any time towards that. If you yeah. want to do that, you need to spend your hours outside of your already shitty job or whatever it is that you don't like and f- do things that can teach you you can learn how to do something else like it seems like money's the initial driver for a lot of people it was for me too yeah i just wanted more money you wanted that freedom so do whatever you can to learn that i would just search up random shit i would just look at jobs on craigslist and go like okay if i learned how to use design software i could probably make 30 bucks an hour right and sit in a desk instead of making 25 in a cold shop that might be nice yeah <laughs> then i taught myself how to use them when eh, i don't think i'm gonna try and get a job for that right but you would just try you know you just gotta try shit and like it says quit hoping something's gonna happen and just make something happen when the the question the the thing you read like the the point we're talking on it started with like letting go of your ego yeah and that's like really like i think your ego and your hope are quite attached to each other like quite mm-hmm. closely they're almost parallel um but like you even said when you said this thing like this is the thing i struggle with all the time like mm-hmm. like literally all the time like i don't know like 
for me, there's things I know I can do in my business. And sometimes I just don't take action on them because of like the ego of where I'm at or like the ego of literally like not the ego of like, this is so great, but like just the ego of like where I'm at, I'm pretty comfortable. Like I don't really need to take action right now. And it's just like, don't like for me, like there's days where I'll be in that. And then there's days where I'll be like, fuck, like I could, if I just look up this objectively, I can make a change in my business that would make everything way better. Mm -hmm. And like being able to change and like look at the plans and see like, okay, like if we just apply these three steps and then we take a step and look at it, then we can reassess where we're at mm -hmm. and maybe we're in a different spot. <clears throat> but if your ego is just based on, well, I want to, do this and make more money why can't we do this like you know it's fuck like i just want these three things to fall in place that's like super hope and ego based mm -hmm. where it's like take a step back forget about the hope look at the actions you need to take and then take them and then start looking back on them and see what changed yeah so hell yeah that one's a hard one <laughs> <laughs> Just take some damn action. Lose the hope. And forget what they say. Forget about their opinion. <laughs> Just go at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe next time we'll do the creators versus reactors one if we want. Or it's your turn to choose. So we can do whatever okay. next time. And we're almost at 20K. Cool. 19.6. Did we just do a bikes and bullshit? It's complete? I think I think it is. What do you think? Hell yeah. Sweet. Well, Hell yeah means we'll do another one next week shout out to the time warrior book but steve <laughs> what is that chandler steve chandler yeah time here i'll warrior. show you it i've never read the book but it sounds pretty sweet now that you've showed me a couple yeah it's good it. it's a nice little like easy read like you can see each page just like yeah little titles and chapters Ooh. whoa the bike's giving up on yeah it. i got some bike issues going on here all right sweet okay well we'll see you next week